Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Valley Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in the banking crisis. Don't wait for the email reading, sorry, your account has been frozen. Your accounts aren't safe. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Great to have you with us today. Ron DeSantis has entered the 2024 presidential race now with an announcement on Twitter hosted by Elon Musk. He was the star attraction on Twitter. The announcement was delayed due to a crash on the Twitter Spaces platform. The audience at its peak was just under 700,000 people, well short of President Trump's announcement on television with millions watching. DeSantis at points seemed to be reading a script, but perhaps it was his monotone. And just moments after the announcement, President Trump released a statement on his Truth Social account. The Washington established politicians like to talk about how they can be just like Donald Trump. The truth? There's only one Donald Trump. Only one who gave us the largest tax cuts in history, who gave vets the health care they deserve, and stood up to China and protected your job. Only one who kept us out of endless wars while destroying our terrorist enemies. Only one who fundamentally changed the Supreme Court, was called the most pro-life president in history, and relentlessly protected our Second Amendment rights and our borders. Why would we ever settle for Trump imposters? Make America great again. When there's only one, starting day one, who can make America great again. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Governor DeSantis knows he faces nothing short of an uphill battle trailing Donald Trump by more than 40 points in some polls. Turning now to the corrupt FBI. The FBI's Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence testifying on Capitol Hill this week. She was asked about the Durham report that exonerated again President Trump and condemned the FBI, casting another shadow over the agency. Listen to Congressman Dan Bishop questioning the assistant director on whether she read the report. I'm just without words uh, that the FBI is unconcerned. Are there, do you know whether any, anybody at the FBI has read the Durham report? I'm sure people have read the Durham report, sir. Uh, can you name anybody that you know has read it? No, sir. Do you intend to read it? I do intend to read it. Uh, does the FBI intend to undertake any changes in the way it conducts counterintelligence operations based on the Durham report. I I can't answer that, sir. I can take that question back. 
such arrogance, such extraordinary arrogance and insult to Congress. Our guest today is Congressman Ben Klein. He sits on three very important committees, the House Judiciary, Appropriations, and Budget Committees, as well as on the Republican Study Committee. Congressman Ben Klein, it is great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. The country is watching, obviously, the debt talks between the Speaker and President Biden. Give us your sense, please, of where we are and where we need to be. Well, we are standing united behind Speaker McCarthy, who's doing a great job of fending off the efforts by Joe Biden to uh, avoid accountability for not even engaging in negotiations for months and months. You know, Speaker McCarthy, from the minute he was sworn in as speaker, was uh, very focused on the need to ensure that uh, there, uh, we raised the debt limit and didn't allow uh, our our uh, economy to go into crisis, but uh, the the president thought he could just muscle the speaker, I guess, into uh, approving a clean debt ceiling, which is what they like to do when they just want to keep spending more and more. And uh, fortunately, uh, the caucus came together and passed a bill that does increase the debt limit a little bit, 1.4 trillion, which is no small change, but it gets us till next year, till next March. And uh, the the president uh, doesn't like that, but he also doesn't like the half a dozen conservative reforms that we put on there that are gonna be absolutely necessary to bring this inflation to heel, to stop this wasteful spending and to start to to begin to right the fiscal ship of, of this nation. Well, those are all laudable goals. And I think uh, certainly uh, every conservative, every Republican in the country uh, and all right thinking people in the country would agree with the with your goals. Uh, we also have a president who likes to spend like a, I, I don't think there is an analog for that. This man is unprecedented in his reckless and uh, hyper, uh, hyper influence uh, decisions to, to raise, uh, to spend more money uh, without raising uh, more money. But now he's talking about just raising taxes, at least in the early going. How's that going to work? Well, he wants to shift the focus to spending uh, instead of on spending and on his reckless spending. And like you said, he, he I would say he spends like a drunken sailor, but that would be given drunken sailors a bad name. So uh, he's he spends at such a clip. And Nancy Pelosi was uh, helping him here for the past two years. And now uh, he's got a House of Representatives full of and led by Republicans who uh, recognize that all of this wasteful spending contributed to the inflation crisis that we see, contributed to Americans spending more at the pump, at the grocery store, farmers spending more on input costs. It, it um, means that we just can't keep spending the way we have been. And he's got to come to terms with the fact that we are not going to agree to increase this debt ceiling until we get uh, a deal in place, reforms to rein in spending and actually reduce spending so that uh, these trillion dollar deficits that we incur every year are not repeating themselves and uh, driving us further and further off the fiscal cliff. 
Driving us off a fiscal cliff, as you put it, but at the same time, insisting on raising taxes, which again, if, if there is a reason in the world to raise taxes here with all of the money that is being raised through taxes, uh, I, I don't know where we're headed, uh, the, I, other than making this entirely a, a, a country of government. I, all of us will be federal employees uh, in one way or another if this keeps up. It, it, we're talking about people paying 35, 40, 55 percent of their salaries uh, every year going to the government. It's just got to stop. And the spending is so wasteful and misdirected and with awful purpose. Uh, it's That budget is the architecture, if you will, of much of what ails our society, uh, in my opinion, to the, in this very day. Yeah, absolutely. His budget that he put forward uh, in the spring just is more of the same deficits into perpetuity, adding to the debt. And more of this wasteful spending, you know, they uh, called my bluff when I asked uh, Speaker McCarthy to focus on the wasteful spending. They said, fine, we're going to put you on the budget committee and the appropriations committee and <laughs> let you go to town. And I tell you what, pulling back the curtain on on this wasteful spending, it is um, abhorrent. Uh, the the waste, the, the mismanagement uh, that goes on, you know, we still have uh, just... Uh, billions in COVID dollars that haven't been spent, even though we've finished the pandemic's over and the, and the president signed the bill ending the pandemic. Um, but we still have COVID money out there and he just wants to let them, let these agencies continue to spend taxpayer dollars. Like they're not the, the hard earned dollars of taxpayers, but instead some kind of monopoly money that he can create out of thin air. And that's the main problem with the liberal left, uh, these uh, these ridiculous modern monetary theorists who have come out of, uh, I don't know where, some fantasy land where they think that you can sp print, spend as much as you want because you can print as much as you want. And somehow it's not going to lead to inflation, um, interest rates going up, bank crises like we've seen because you have poorly managed banks that are not anticipating these interest rate hikes. Uh, it's it's cascading across our economy, and it's just got to stop. It has to stop, uh, and it will stop. Uh, it'll either stop because of responsible management of uh, fiscal policy, or it will stop because of a, a disaster in our markets uh, and economy. Uh, we And we have seen the early stages of that in uh, what is without question to me, hyperinflation, anything over 5%. I, I would consider hyperinflation, and I know people argue about the definition, but it's a, an extraordinary period where you have hyperinflation and a Federal Reserve uh, that is, for some reason, using just interest rates as a way to combat uh, inflation inspired by Biden's uh, mess. And by the way, that uh, Congressman, I would hope that Speaker McCarthy makes it clear to all Americans every day, this is Biden's mess, and it's up to him whether or not he wants to fix it, because he has gotten away with some of the most destructive, devastating policies, uh, all of them, uh, without being held to account. And this is one opportunity to make it clear to the country 
whose mess this is. And it is, without question, Joe Biden's. Absolutely. And, and you know, we have two responsibilities here in, in Congress. One is to be uh, appropriate and responsible stewards of the taxpayer dollars. And Lord knows we haven't done that in years. But uh, the other is to uh, provide oversight over the government and to hold the executive branch, especially accountable for how these tax dollars are uh, administered. And, 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 you know, it, it concerns me that uh, this administration has, over the last two years, engaged in activities across the board when it comes to uh, either immigration, uh, failing to enforce the laws. Uh, you talk about inflation and energy independence uh, actually moving in the opposite direction mm -hmm. to address inflation or energy independence, trying to make us more dependent uh, on the Chinese and on uh, the sheiks in OPEC. But uh, then you have the weaponization of government in various agencies. Just about every agency has been weaponized to either target conservative viewpoints for destruction or, or um, essentially elimination uh, or uh, trying to pursue a, a woke agenda from the left, trying to take agencies that were never meant uh, to engage in these woke behaviors like uh, the Federal Insurance Office, which is a, a legislation I've put in to eliminate this agency because it was created under Dodd-Frank 10 years ago. It was designed to uh, really oversee uh, insurance products in this country, which states were doing a fine job of uh, initially, but now it's being weaponized to pursue a, an, a, a clean climate agenda to make sure that insurance products are green enough. And, uh, and you know, the, the agency is a good example of um, bureaucratic largesse that didn't need to be created in the first place. But now that it's being weaponized against, um, against small businesses and consumers and uh, folks for a green agenda, it, it's a perfect example of the kind of agency that just needs to be eliminated entirely. You're listening to Congressman Ben Klein. And uh, when, when he said that uh, Speaker McCarthy had called his bluff on uh, on a number of his interests, including uh, the appropriations process, the budget itself, uh, and the judiciary, well, the congressman found himself one of the hardest working uh, Men in, in Congress, he's on all three committees. We're going to talk about uh, and, and three of uh, the most important committees in the House of Representatives. We'll continue our discussion with him about what is ahead uh, for the country uh, and what this 118th Congress is doing about uh, reaching a sensible budget and reaching, uh, of course, some answers about weaponization of a federal government Ameri against American citizens and continuing the investigation of what is a deep state that is obviously arrayed against Republicans and conservatives, citizens all across the country. We'll continue with Ben Klein right after these quick messages. Stay with us. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. 
There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is a warning, my fellow Americans. The news just broke and it's grim. The banking collapse of 2023 is now more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in this banking crisis. And don't wait for the email reading, quote, sorry, your account has been frozen, end quote. Take action now to protect what we've all worked so hard to build. Believe me, you can protect your wealth by utilizing a straightforward tax loophole that's entirely legal. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Ask them for your free wealth protection guide. Call 866, the number 3, USA Gold. That's right, call now, 866-386-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without tax consequence. Call American Alternative Assets at 866, the number 3, USA Gold, to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. We're back with Congressman Ben Klein. And, And Congressman, before the break, I was talking about the number of committees you're on. And amongst those, uh, the budget and appropriations. Give us your best judgment here uh, about how much leverage the House of Representatives actually has uh, to to bring some sort of pressure on the bureaucracy uh, to conduct itself appropriately uh, to back away from what has been a, a period of political persecution on the part of the deep state and the Marxist Dem Party for now, the better part of eight years. Well, the power of the purse is one of Congress's most important powers. It enables us, especially when you're facing a dynamic like we're facing with a conservative House uh, facing off against a a spend-happy Senate and a president that uh, knows no bounds in, in uh, deficits and debt. And uh, we have the ability to essentially say, uh, full stop until we get some changes to what we want uh, to see from the government. Now, usually we see a budget uh, put forward by the president. He was late with his uh, and he pushed it into these debt ceiling talks. But uh, then we see appropriations process take place and then we see a reconciliation bill. All of that has been kind of dislodged by the debt ceiling fight. But we took it upon ourselves to recognize the threat that failure to raise the debt ceiling would cause. So we uh, are the only body to have passed a debt ceiling increase. And we uh, did it with a majority of Republicans. And um, 
it includes a number of important reforms, but the appropriations process is happening um, now and uh, the committees at work targeting all of the woke and weaponized government and using the power of the purse to either eliminate those programs uh, or turn them in the right direction and really focus them on what they were meant for uh, and not allow them to be mismanaged. You know, some of these projects that were approved by Nancy Pelosi's Congress, some of these earmarks were some of the most egregious um, wasteful spending that we've seen. And not just because they were on projects that could be done by the private sector, but also because they were done in a way to force their uh, either climate agenda, um, their uh, liberal social agenda on the country, on hardworking Americans, and we are putting it to a full stop. So you're seeing all of this take place now. It's a mess, you know, sausage making is a messy process, but uh, we're gonna get it done. And uh, that's because uh, the country depends on it. Well, you're talking about a mess. And again, it's, it's, it's Biden's mess. Uh, and but you didn't mention the political corruption of our bureaucracy, the so-called deep state. Uh, we're looking at two, two examples very quickly, and that is the FBI and the Department of Justice. Most of the resources of the Department of Justice for two years were dedicated to the January 6th uh, prosecutions and persecutions uh, that is ongoing. Uh, it was uh, devoted to uh, to a, a host of political uh, purposes. And the FBI, we now know from the Durham report, we've known before that, but again, validated the level of corruption at the FBI. Uh, it It is absolutely uh, pervasive through those two institutions, and it reaches in as well. Uh, to the court system itself, the federal court system. Uh, it's indeterminate right now just how far it is, but it's extensive. Will you consider pulling the budgeting for the FBI first and foremost, because it is a police arm of a surveillance state that is dedicated uh, to to the Democratic Party, uh, to the Marxist Dems who are running this uh, this government and this White House? Well, you're absolutely right. The, the greatest example of the weaponization of the government against conservatives is the misuse of power in the FBI and the Department of Justice. And so it's an honor for me to be on the Judiciary Committee with Chairman Jim Jordan, uh, who has been uh, fantastic in chairing this new weaponization subcommittee. And while I'm not on that sub, he tasked me with chairing a smaller subcommittee that that dovetails with it to essentially require compliance with the oversight, uh, the information requests coming out of the weaponization committee. So as they've been sending out subpoenas, we are judging which agencies are working with us to provide us the information about school schools in Loudoun County in Northern Virginia and parents that just want to testify at their school board meetings being targeted by the FBI as terrorists or Catholics in Richmond who are um, want, who are being targeted uh, by the FBI for infiltration and investigation uh, before they pulled that uh, proposal back. But 
the Durham report is is the latest example of uh, the the weaponization of the FISA process, the warrants that enabled the FBI to spy on uh, millions of Americans. You know, the original uh, numbers that were thrown out there were over a million uh, warrants being requested, and now they're down to 200,000, which is still uh, hundreds of thousands too many. But uh, the idea for FISA was originally for foreign terrorists and and not for domestic surveillance. So there's the question now that FISA needs to be reauthorized in the fall, whether it, the FBI should even be able to take advantage of it or whether it should be limited to just the CIA. And, and I don't support reauthorizing FISA without uh, major overhauls and restrictions so that the FBI can't do what they did to uh, tr the Trump campaign back in 2016. Yeah, to me, Congressman, I have to say there is no way in the world that Congress should uh, should renew uh, this Section 702. Uh, that's this is a FBI that is out of control. And that, in point of fact, all of our intelligence agencies seem to be. Uh, we've got 18 of them, most of them in the uh, Department of Defense, and those I would probably leave alone. But everything else that is going on, uh, there has to be a reckoning. This uh, this reflex of the rhinos to say, well, we, we've got to do it because the national security depends on it is pure hogwash because it appears to me that the heads of uh, uh, the CIA, the uh, the FBI, uh, these these agencies have spent more time on uh, domestic politics than they have foreign adversaries. I, I don't think there's any question about it. And it's it's deeply, deeply troubling to all Americans. And we can't just keep saying we're going to keep keep on doing what we've done. This is a you, you said it. We have a surveillance state. This isn't a, a process toward which we're, we're headed. We're there. Uh, and it has to be brought brought under control are the the very idea of a free citizen uh, in this country is is dead and gone. And that's right. And and to look at what they have done with uh, Twitter files, you, you look in there at what the FTC was doing with Twitter, uh, demanding reporters names and sources. Uh, it's it's Orwellian. It's it's Soviet style governance. Um, and the idea that back in 2016 that you had uh, Comey and Page and McCabe and Strzok, uh lying to the American people and, and uh, essentially using a steel dossier that they knew was false, that they knew uh, was not reliable to obtain these warrants to spy on the Donald Trump campaign to interfere in the 2016 election. Uh, and then to find out not only that Hillary Clinton knew about it, but uh, in Barack Obama's White House that Vice President Joe Biden knew about it, too. Uh, they knew that it was all a, a baseless lie, and they continue to mislead and use the media to mislead the public uh, by pushing this Trump-Russia collusion for more than six years.
We're talking with Congressman Ben Klein. We have much more to discuss with him. Uh, a fascinating, hardworking representative uh, of the uh, uh, of the great people of uh, Virginia. Uh, it's just stunning the amount of work that he does put in, serving on three committees. Uh, I I don't know even how many subcommittees and caucuses, but. Uh, We'll continue with uh, Congressman Ben Klein here in just a moment. Stay with us. We're coming right back. We're going to find out just uh, just what the Republican Party wants to do about a country that is in deep turmoil because of this impaired puppet president and his regime. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Congressman Ben Klein. Congressman, we were talking about the Judiciary Committee uh, chaired by, as you said, Jim Jordan, who is, I I think, a, a, a congressional, he's a, a hero to, uh, to all of government and the American people for what he has been trying to do, as are you and your colleagues. I, I, what can be done here? What do you expect to be done when you have a border that is wide open, through the what is a government being a presidency uh, that is using the power of fiat rather than uh, following the Constitution to open the border and to bring in what now are an estimated six to eight million illegal immigrants in this country without the approval or even notice to the U.S. Congress. Uh, well, uh, we have some tools at our disposal. The, the best tool that Americans have is the vote. And, and next November, we hopefully will have an administration that actually enforces the law rather than avoids uh, the law and uh, enforces the border and secures our border. Uh, but in the meantime, we have the power of the purse, which we are using aggressively to uh, bring this administration to heal and to curb it, the wasteful spending and to um, make the spending that is there contingent on this administration reforming and changing the way that it operates. Uh, when you have a Republican Congress that wants to limit spending or House that wants to limit spending and a, an administration that wants to spend more, uh, that dynamic essentially pushes uh, us to make these spending changes contingent on reform. And the administration, if they want those dollars, which they love so much for their bureaucracy, they have to make these changes or they just won't see uh, the types of, of spending uh, that they want to see. And so uh, we're doing our best to use the power of the purse. And then we're also using our legislative process 
uh, with uh, the the media, um, you know, pushing back on this media narrative and essentially uh, things that we didn't know whether we could get through or not. Um, for example, this crime bill that uh, uh, rejected the District of Columbia's effort to uh, reduce their mandatory minimum sentences and and uh, reject cash bond and all of these changes that are really making D.C. a, a very crime-ridden city. Um, eventually, with uh, enough pressure, we got the president to back off of his threat to veto it and sign it. So we know that we can get his cooperation on these issues if we push enough. And then finally, we have a new tool, which Speaker McCarthy agreed to um, during his many rounds of, of elections, which essentially allow us to line item out individual salaries of, of bureaucrats in the administration. And so for someone, um, you know, for someone who uh, may be egregious in his malfeasance, uh, and, and I'm thinking of, of some individuals, whether it's in the FBI or the DOJ or the NIH, um, there are many people who we would like to uh, relieve of duty and, and by zeroing out their salaries, we could do that. So we've got many tools at our disposal. We just have to use them. And wh how soon can you use them? We're using them right now. The power of the purse is... Uh, uh, the Appropriations Committee is drafting legislation that hopefully the American people can be proud of that uh, will uh, scale back spending. You know, we have not ever in the history of Congress uh, reduced spending year over year. And that's pretty remarkable when you think about it. I couldn't believe it when I first heard it. But uh, we're aiming to do that this year and we'll be able to do that if uh, we flex our muscles and use this power of the purse. Well, we look forward to you flexing that muscle assuredly. Uh, you were talking about the power of the person and targeting line items down to salaries. Uh, the FBI has basically told you all to, to go to hell. Uh, the Judiciary Committee, the House Oversight Committee, uh, this, this is a remarkable statement by the FBI. Uh, and it's and it's part of what has been the experience of Congress for the past eight years. Uh, there has been no cooperation. Uh, it's oversight is oversight in name only until the 118th Congress. Uh, and I hope that uh, it turns out to be uh, oversight with power and uh, purpose and result. Uh, because this is just ignorance, what the Christopher Ray is doing. I know he's going to appear before your committee. I know you want uh, and are working to impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, as he should be. And I think there should be further consequences. But uh, let's start there. I, the American people have got to see that there is a consequence. And these uh, these miscreants, uh, these Marxist Dems who are destroying this country have to understand there will be an accounting. Well, that's true. And we need to uh, impeach Mayorkas. We needed to impeach him a year ago when he was lying to Congress, when he was lying to the American people about uh, his failures to secure a border. Uh, the effect of which is now clear, and it's it's created a situation where every community is now a border community, including mine in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, where we have fentanyl killing people, where we have um, 
human trafficking, sex trafficking. You just talk to the troopers who pull over vans on the interstates that run through my district and they'll tell you um, that the border is open and that it's contributing to uh, some of the worst humanitarian crises we've ever seen. So we have to impeach Mayorkas. Um, we will have Director Ray in front of us next month or two, and uh, we are salivating at the chance to uh, actually get some answers from him because his future also depends on how he answers the questions in front of the Judiciary Committee. And we have some talented attorneys who are ready and waiting to ask him those questions. And um, so we will have this administration be held accountable. We will find out just how much uh, things went to the top and how much the president uh, knew about what was going on, the abuses that were going on, and make sure that uh, he is held accountable as well. And hopefully the voters will uh, act to hold him accountable uh, in November of next year. Well, you mentioned the president, uh, referring to, to Joe Biden, I'm, sh I'm sure. But I, I believe firmly that Pre President Obama had to be aware of what his intelligence chief, uh, the DOJ, uh, and the FBI were doing uh, in framing uh, President Trump going back to 2016, maybe as early as April of 2016, and there's been no accounting. And this this Congress has to have the I, I hope the the will to get to the bottom of all of this, because what you've already done is historic to get this information in front of the American people. Uh, I, I just want to say to you, uh, we you know, we're pulling for you. We applaud all that you're achieving and uh, all your hard work uh, for the American people. We always give our guests, Congressman Klein, the last word. And if I may, your concluding thoughts today. Well, thank you for having me, Lou. And this Congress, this House of Representatives is uh, pursuing a conservative agenda uh, that is responsible, that is going to uh, raise our debt ceiling responsibly with the necessary reforms, but also provide the oversight uh, to make sure whether it's the Biden family, the China connections, uh, the family business and, and their uh, exploits, uh, that uh, they are held accountable, that our intelligence miss uh, misactivities are held accountable, uh, that uh, we reduce spending and uh, create an atmosphere that uh, enhances freedom for Americans uh, rather than aggressive uh, government paternalism. Congressman Ben Klein, we thank you for being with us. Uh, you're a great American and God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Congressman Ben Klein. That's all for us today. Thanks for joining us. Please join us here tomorrow. Our guest will be Professor Paul Bracken of Yale. We'll take up what he calls the second nuclear age. We hope you'll join us for that. Until then, thanks for being with us. God bless you and may God bless America. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.